Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of the College Dropout Podcast. My name is James Hogan. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Foley. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing amazing. So I'm honored to have our first guest on, local legend, Mr. Asaf German. Asaf, how you doing? I'm doing incredible. Happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I actually met Asaf for the first time at a charity event, which he sponsored, which we raised $35,000 for charity. So Asaf, thank you for sponsoring that. So I'm going to give a little intro to Asaf. So Asaf is the founder of the law offices of Asaf German, okay? Multiple locations. He also recently won Man of the Year, okay? So Asaf, how you doing? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Asaf German. I'm a real estate attorney. Uh, I have a beautiful 15-year-old son and Amazing. gorgeous 13-year-old daughter. Amazing. Uh, live and breathe what I do. Love what I do. I have the honor and luxury of working with people I love working with. Yeah. Yeah, so just for the audience listening, Asaf German is a real estate attorney. So tell me how you get, where are you from? How'd you get into real estate? Things like that. Okay, uh, I was born in Israel. Okay. And when I was four, we moved to good old Canarsie, Brooklyn. Nice, nice. Right. Uh, in high school, we moved to North Babylon. I uh, went away to college, uh, law school. I had an opportunity out of school to uh, work for a dear friend of mine who is a real estate attorney. Where'd, where'd you go to school? Uh, Cooley. In Michigan, and then Never I heard of it. and then I uh, transferred and graduated uh, from Toro in Huntington. Okay. Nice. okay, is that where you went? And did you go to law school at Toro? Yes. Okay, that's where cool. I graduated from. Where nice. did you do undergrad in Michigan? Also, uh, no, Oneonta. Oh, okay, Oneonta. There you go, there Stony go. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So you, so when you went into, so you immigrated here, and then you went into college. Uh, was there any, you know, were you just straight in like four years school, like like any hiccups in that at all, or you just kind of were you were a go getter and a and a you know a riser right from the beginning i grew up very poor uh, i've always been a go-getter love uh, that everything i had to do in my life i feel like i had to work uh, as twice as hard as anyone else mm. that's why i don't take anything in life for granted yeah i love uh, that i was finishing college i wasn't sure what i wanted to do with my life yeah so i decided to continue to go to school right uh i live for sports my dream was to be a sports agent oh, oh. okay okay i should know somebody doing that right now and it looks super cool okay yeah keep going and I uh, came out of school, I had an opportunity to work for a dear friend of mine uh, as a bank attorney. I right. didn't know what a bank attorney was. <laughs> you know, what you learn in law school, what you learn in Mike still doesn't know what that is. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was blessed uh, to be given an opportunity uh, to do a tremendous amount of volume and be surrounded by amazing people in my life. Yeah. Uh, some of which are still with me 20 years later. Wow. That's great. It's all about who, who, who you work with. You know, the team is everything. Mm. And you need a good team. There's no way to scale. I mean, you scaled like yeah. crazy. Um, you just opened the office in Mattituck. Um, so you have three offices now, correct? Correct. Okay. So yeah, so you have, you know, you're doing, you're, you're not just a real estate attorney. You're building, a, you know, you're building an empire. Exactly. And that's the point of this podcast. You know, we are real estate guys. We're looking to, you know, really take the entrepreneurship to the next level. You know, my goal is to own a thousand units, you know, and then retire and run off those, you know, I'd like to start other companies as well, you know, open gyms, things like that. So it's an entrepreneur podcast. And you said you have seven paralegals, seven amazing incredible people in my life i will say yeah. stacy who is one of his paralegals she got contracts out in like 30 minutes it's like, amazing sent the deal sheet contracts around 30 minutes i've never seen anything like 30 that. minutes he's got a fucking machine yeah over yeah there. so tell me about that machine so that's that's kind of what i'm interested in is like the business aspect of it so you know talk about how you how you opened like you were probably working for someone else originally then you opened yeah, up your own point. so you know 
right now I work with Sotheby's and the Hamptons, you know, and I'm at a point where do I open up my own brokerage? You know what I mean? Do I go work for, try to work? You better for, not let them see this video. Yeah, well, they can see it, you know, they can see it, you know, so it's, it's about... Do I want to open up my own brokerage? Do I want to uh, try to work for maybe like a, like a boutique shop that does 10 million Front plus? Hiring. That does 10 million plus, you know? So to talk about you going from working for the bank attorney to opening up your first shop. Uh, within a year, uh, I was grateful for the opportunity to work for him, and I wanted to be on my own. Although, Can I, you mention who the attorney was that you yeah, worked for? Yeah, a very good friend of mine. His name is Jared Bichelle. Okay. He's still cool. 15 feet away from me 20 years later. Oh, wow. wow. Well, I, I love and respect him. He gave me an opportunity. You know, yeah. that's all you could ask for in life is an opportunity. 100%. Absolutely. I will never forget that. And That's uh, a good, that's a good, that's a good uh, soundbite right there. So you got the opportunity, and then what'd you do? You took it to this guy. I seized it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, I opened uh, an office. I have now, I'm in Smithtown. Okay. Uh, in Woodbury. Okay. And I was blessed to have an opportunity to open uh, an office on Love Lane in Mattituck. I love that. That's such a cool little spot, Love Lane, right there, right? It's nice. Oh. I like that little, uh, there's like a, a breakfast spot right there. I forget the name of it, but I, I stopped in there. It's nice over there. No, knowing that community, it must have been tough to get in there, though, because it's like everyone's, everyone's like this, you know? The listings don't even hit the market over there. They're sold before anyone knows about it. Very. Yeah. Mm. Very. Yeah. So how did you break? I see you're doing a lot of stuff in the Hamptons, too. So how did you break out as a guy from Brooklyn and then lived in North Babylon and then you wanted to do the East End? Was it you just you wanted to hit the higher price points or you just Dude, he just gone coast to coast? Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I say it openly, but to me, every deal is a big deal. Okay, mm. uh, I've had the honor of representing people who bought trailers. Yeah. You know, and two, you know, hundred million dollar deals in Manhattan. Uh, every deal is a big deal. I don't really have the luxury of saying, I want this deal or that deal. Right. I, I appreciate it all. You never know where it leads to. My biggest referral source uh, was on a deal I made no money on. Really? So I try to always educate the people in my world. You know, every deal is a big deal. You don't know who they Amen. are. You don't know who they know. You know what it'll lead to. Uh, when I was young, I represented It's funny that I'm here with you, Mike, a young officer in the city. He came out of the academy. He said, Asaf, uh, I'm looking to buy a house. I don't have any money. So after wow. we both finished laughing that he's saying he's buying a house with no money, <laughs> he said, can you be my attorney? I could either get a free lawyer from the union mm. or uh, I have this voucher where I can give you. So if he only would have known, he was like my hero because it was my first deal and he gave me an opportunity to be his lawyer. Wow. Again, all you could ask for in life is an opportunity. Yeah, well, and that, that, that's huge. That's huge because you never know who that person knows. Well, I'll tell you what it led to. So he, uh, he said, thank you. He looked at me like I was his hero because wow. he spoke to two older attorneys before me and said, how much is this voucher? No, thank you, son. Go wow. call someone else. So to yeah. him, he was, I was his hero because I said yes. To me, he was my hero because he gave me an opportunity. For anyone who knows, police officers and firefighters and first responders, an extremely tight group. Mm -hmm. He went back to work. He worked at the 75th Precinct, the oh. biggest precinct by officer side. It's a tough one, City. too. He put a bulletin board in the cafeteria. He said anyone who ever buys a house could only hire this guy. Wow. 20 years later, it's spread like Wafa by officers leaving from the city to transit to Nassau to Suffolk to highway to corrections to MTA to Port Authority. And today, I feel honest to say I represent more officers than anyone because I did one good thing for one person one time and didn't make any money. So even on a slow month, wow. if I get 10 officers a month, think about it. Imagine I just it's give huge. you 120 referrals a year. That's huge. 
It's huge. Even if you're making less money. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I do at Frontline. We do the commission, you know, rebates um, for first responders. And it's huge because they're, like you said, they're such a tight group, you know, being in that community myself, um, you know, we get to do a great thing for people um, and it leads to residual business moving forward. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me about, so I love that, by the way, you know, made no money on the deal and then use that to make tons and tons of deals. And I've had ideas like that with taking on these bigger price point listings that I'm taking on, you know, and things like that. So take, tell me about, so, all right, so you have the one office in Smithtown and you're rolling. That, was that your first office, Smithtown? Uh, my, fir- my, my first office was in Hophog. Then we oh. moved to Jericho. Then we bought a building, 77 Newbridge Road in Hicksville. Boom. And we sold that building. We went to Woodbury and Smithtown and Mattatuck. Oh, there's okay. levels to this. So you, did, yeah. you had many offices. Listen, nothing amazing happens overnight. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, yeah, I nothing. I mean, that's, that's one of the things even I struggle with at times. Like, I'm, you know, you know me. I'm always trying for the next best thing. And right. <clears throat> you're not where you are all the time. But, you know, it takes time. And, like, you sometimes when you do a little self-reflection, you look back two, three years only. Uh, you're like, holy crap. It, you took, know? it took 20. You're doing it. It took, yeah. it took yeah. 20 to get here. Yeah, exactly. 20 years in the business. There you go. Yeah. So that's so, the secret. Consistent hard work over 20 years. Then you can be ASAP German. Consistent. And he's, he's still consistent. This guy's like Absolutely. a machine. You know, you're up how early you get up and you're working out in the morning and then five, you're at the five, office. 5 a.m. I, I needed, 5 a.m. on I, a Sunday, I, 20 I, years in. I needed to do something with him during the week and, you know, he's like, dude, I work during the week and that's, you know, I'm at work. I'm at the office all yeah. day. You know, he's not the guy who owns a business you don't see him. He's at the office all day or at a closing. With a smile. With a smile, yeah. I can't take anything in life for granted. Yeah, and I like how you say, I had the honor of representing someone in a trailer. You know what I mean? Because it's just, yeah, and you you know, you're just, you know, a humble guy, and any deal is a deal to you, and you genuinely appreciate the business. Do you think that that, that humility comes from, like, having coming from humble beginnings? 100%. 100%, right? Because you, you have no sense of entitlement. You, you had no, you know, you weren't handed anything. You know, you know what we're entitled to? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, death and taxes. Th- things can change. <laughs> yeah, death and taxes. Things can, cha- things can change in one second. Absolutely. To any of us at any Absolutely. time. So that's why I take nothing for granted, uh, nobody for granted, not an opportunity. Uh, I try to seize every opportunity I'm provided. and I love it. Let me ask you a question. So my dad was actually a mortgage broker, okay? He was very successful at one point, flipping houses, the whole thing. 2008, he got crushed. He had a flip go really bad, you know, had some partners on it. It went, it went real bad. Um, and you know, there was such a, there was such a, um, I hate to say it, victim mentality, you know, about the whole thing and everything. And, um, how did you survive 2008 and, and that the great recession and things like that? Cause I heard, you know, I've heard you've done well and you did short sales and you know, how did you survive? I think that they time? call him the king of short sales. King I've heard, short I've heard sales. that title before. I would, uh, I would refuse to take failure. I so love that. I'll tell you a little funny story. Not that it was funny at the moment. Again, right. I grew up. Very poor. Mm-hmm. I bought my first house in 2005, kind of a peak. I overpaid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was time for my family uh, uh, to uh, sell our house and buy a bigger house. My house was about $50,000 underwater. Okay. So what did I do? I, sold, I, I didn't want to do a short sale at the time personally. I don't want to affect my ability to buy another house for my family. Absolutely. Right. So I sold my house and I brought $57,000, which to me was like $57 million. Yeah. yeah. I gave my house away. I brought a check to my sale, and then I bought a house uh, the next day. So I wow. just tried to use that time to make a, a – and it was also a great time to buy. Right. it wasn't a great time to sell. Yeah, so right. I'm sure, so I mean, you so probably I, made out well on that house. I made out well on it, but thank God I had the ability 
to bring the, the funds as sure. opposed to trying to take the easy way out and do a short sale. 57 yeah. grand is not a little bit of money, you know? Yeah, exactly. Some people, that's, that's and at the time for you, it was, it, was, it was a lot, you know? A lot. And then how'd you... I, I, meant, I meant more so with the question was like uh, with the business, that, like the real estate closing side of things. Like well, how did you stay afloat at that time? Uh, at that time, I was a very small operation. It was myself and one paralegal. Right. And the way I look at it, People are always going to buy homes, right? I keep trying to be very positive and optimistic. People are going to home, buy homes in rates of five, six, seven. In the 80s, there were 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. So my goal is just to be their lawyer. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I know people were saying, you know, my brother was telling me, he's talking to a lot of realtors and they're struggling with the interest rate. We had the, the, the highest interest rate spike ever in the past, what, year? And a lot of realtors, he said, were struggling. And I was like, just with my mentality of I'm going to prospect my two hours every day, I'm going to put in the work always. I was like, if this is as bad as it's going to get, I'm going to so have a it's job. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's not is, bad at if all. If this is slow right now, you know, we're, we're going to be all yeah. right. My, so personal, my personal business is growing. And I think that a lot of people needed this change in the market because it's going to humble a lot of people. Agreed. It's going to bring people back to reality. Agreed. Um, and the ones who are willing to sit there and put their foot down even harder on the pedal during times mm. like this are the ones who are going to win. 100%. And the, the people that are going to drown are the people who didn't prepare for this the last two years. Because right. we knew this was coming. It wasn't going to be, you know, right. it, it wasn't going to be popping bottles at the club every weekend yeah. for, for two years straight. <laughs> yeah. And then it's going to continue. You know, that's, you know, just a metaphor, obviously, like some somewhat literal for me sometimes. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, yeah, no, seriously, you know, like it's, it's, it's a roller coaster. You got to prepare for this. People who prepared are going to win. Yeah. I'm ready to roll. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So you did a lot of short sales, though, right? You a, were, lo- a lot. Yeah. A lot. And the New York Times wrote an article about me. Is that where they called you the short sale king? I heard someone say that. Love about that. You I, maybe I, they just. At one just point, that. I was doing a lot of them. <laughs> Listen, you have to. When, when the times change, you have to change with. Yeah, the time. and you're still helping people. You know, at the end of the day, in that situation, Absolutely. people are struggling, and they need to sell their house for whatever the reason may be. And they don't have fifty-seven thousand dollars to bring to a closing table. Most people don't. I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. You probably scraped it together from multiple sources. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. 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 It's a did, lot of money. Did what you have to do. I did. To get to where you are. I always have to do what I have to do. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, it's the world that we're in. You know? Yeah, you absolutely. You want to put in the time and be consistent. Um, there's nothing you can't accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. A thousand percent. And I want to talk about that immigrant mentality, you know, because you did immigrate. I didn't even know that until you just said it here. Um, and Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about it. And, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a first generation American, but, um, you know, to... Like, tell me about how that was, like, moving to this yeah, country. How, how old were you also? Yeah. I was, I was four years old. Okay, okay. so you were, you were young, but so you moved to Brooklyn, and, you know, how was that? Did you have, like, a... Because I feel like I have this tremendous chip on my shoulder from where I come from, and, you know, and the struggles I put myself through, and that that's part of my why, to like, keep pushing, you know? I would never take back the way I was raised and where I was born. I love it. Growing up in Canarsie, Brooklyn, was yeah. like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. Mobsters, the whole just, thing. The mentality, the work ethic, the people, the culture, the environment. What 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 time period were you living in Brooklyn? Uh, in the nineties, eighties. Eighties, okay, yeah. It's 80s. Brooklyn in the eighties, and then I moved to North Babel in nineteen ninety three, twelfth grade of high school. Nice. nice. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. got to finish up. You don't even want to hear what year oh. I was born then, I guess. <laughs> 95. Oh, Can you imagine stud Aesop German walking into North Babylon straight out of Brooklyn with the hair? Oh. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was hide your girlfriend at that point, you know? <laughs> 
man. Oh, that's funny stuff. So um, I know the reason I asked you is because I know that um, in Israel you have to do a year in the army. Did you have to do any of that stuff? More than a year. Uh, really? No, because I was here. Because you, you moved here. He was okay. four years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, were, okay. they weren't drafting that young, yeah. dude. But, <laughs> hey, Asaph German, I see you have this they're great business strict. going. They're, they're gonna, strict, but not that strict. Yeah, Asaph German, you have this great business going. We're going to need you to come back here, grab a gun. No. <laughs> no, I was just curious about that. I have... Um, I was just curious personally, but, uh, yeah, so you had the immigrant mentality took you to the top. So how'd you go? My question is, how'd you go from one paralegal to seven? Was it networking? Was it what it, what, what were you doing to get you to that point that you could take on that kind of overhead? You know? Time. Time. Okay. Consistency. Consistency. Um, my mentality. Mentality. And, uh, I just feel like I've been truly blessed, you know, mm. people attracted to us. It took time, opportunity, reputation, uh, right time, right place. Money, right. a lot of things together, and uh, the real, the real truth is, it just it took a long time and a lot of time. hard work. A lot of hard work. Yeah, that's as much as I, you know, I almost obsessively sometimes will watch YouTube videos about success and see like what is the secret. What's the secret? What's the secret? And it seems like the seat, and I'll like literally sit down with these big brokers in the Hamptons and just grab. Like I'll say, I'll buy you coffee. I'll come to you. Just tell me your secret. There is no secret. It's, yeah. It's seeming like my to me. My secret is very simple. I work harder than anyone else. Yeah. I always do the right thing, mm. even when people are not watching. Mm. Okay. Love that. I'm very hungry. Love that. I'm consistent. Yeah. And I have a passion. It's very simple. That's it. There's no secret people recipe. People are attracted by the right energy, too. So no, yeah. it's no, it's no that secret. energy out there comes back. A million times over. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Wow, that's amazing. Doing well, the people right. want to be around happy, positive people, right? Of course. Everybody wants to be around negative energy. Of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, wow. That's incredible. So you won Man of the Year, so you like to give back a lot. You know, we just did the charity event, which thanks again for sponsoring. Really appreciative of that. We were able to raise $35,000 for charity. You know, just me, a college dropout, a couple other people. And um, so you won Man of the Year, and you said you lived and breathed your foundation when you had it and when you still have it. So tell me about that. It came out of nowhere. I was uh, nominated uh, for Man of the Year by, uh, by a good friend of mine, Devin Kulka. Okay. Uh, shout out to Devin Kulka. <laughs> shout out to Devin. Devin, when you see this, you got the shout out. <laughs> he deserves more than a shout out. Um, so I was nominated for Man of the Year by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. It's the biggest blood cancer organization oh, wow. in the world. Wow. When he called me and nominated me uh, with uh, a young lady by the name of Megan, uh, I thought he was joking. Yeah. I said, I think you have the wrong guy. <laughs> I'm like... I don't get sick, I don't get colds, I don't get fevers, I don't know anything about cancer, I don't know anyone with cancer, mm -hmm. I've never asked anybody for a penny in my life, I think you have the wrong guy. Mm. And, uh, and then I uh, had the honor of meeting a, a young lady and a young man, I want, before I gave him the answer of, of whether I was going to run or not, because I didn't want to embarrass myself, and as soon as you signed on the dotted line, you had to raise at least $25,000. Wow. And I've never even attempted to raise 25 cents. Wow. So I didn't okay. want to embarrass myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I sure. didn't want to embarrass them. I didn't want to let down anyone. I never do. Right. So I spoke to a man and a woman who ran in the past. And uh, I started my team with two people uh, who both uh, ran for Woman of the Year and Man of the Year. And over, then I agreed to accept the nomination. One thing led to another. I built the most incredible team in the history of the bl biggest blood cancer organization in the world. Wow. And I broke every record in history, not knowing anything about anything experience. Uh, we raised uh, almost half a million dollars in 10 weeks. Holy oh shit, I just got the chills. Pardon my French. 
So how many people are in this pool that get nominated? Uh, every year it varies. Okay. Uh, it varies. Uh, it Is it nationwide? Is that how it works? Well, there are different areas. It's Long Island. Okay. So this was, a, this was for Long Island specifically. This is the Long Island. Gotcha. Right. And um, one thing led to another. And again, good people attracting to good people. Right. One thing led to another. Uh, a lot of people got behind me. Uh, you know, I lived in a bubble because I never even got a, a headache. Yeah. I didn't realize how many people were affected by cancer. Yeah. Mm. And then the real estate world came behind me mm. and supported me. And there were amazing people on my team that grew up their, their, their own portion of the fundraiser. I had the owner of Ferrari contact me. Wow. He was a cancer survivor. Wow. Okay. Ferrari. The one here on Long Island? On South Service Road yeah, in Plainview. Yeah. Mm. He has something exactly called Recovery Racing. And he recovered from cancer. Wow. He reached out wow. to me. He said, I'm going to give you the dealership. Wow. I want you to have the biggest fundraiser there. Again, I had to take chances. I, yeah. I had to lay out the money from my pocket. Mm. I knew nothing about nothing. I had to hire an event planner. I had to, uh, so many things because I used to live in Huntington Village. Right. And, uh, yeah, but that's, that's, that's you, though, too. That's just how you operate in life. You don't do anything half-assed. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. Well, the way I looked at it is <laughs> this is a once-in-a-life opportunity to really, truly give back and make a difference and have an impact. Mm. Um, you know, without getting emotional, I spent time with these children oh. who were the same age as my children who were, you know, on their deathbed several times over. Mm. You know, it showed me that I really had an opportunity to really help people, yeah. children. Um, and I said to myself, I want to look back and I want to know that there's nothing more I could have done. Mm. So I lived it. I breathed it. Mm. Uh, the young lady who ran it called me the perfect storm. Yeah. Um, you know, most people who were nominated have families. You know, I, I, I live alone. So when I came home from my long day of work, I continued to work on the campaign. Wow. And I lived it. And I breathed it. Yeah. And um, people started contacting me. I, I put this team together with seven, at seven people on my team that either won or came in second place. I met each of them individually. I asked them what they did right and what they did wrong. And I concentrated on everything they did wrong to make sure I got it right. Wow. It's like you sitting Smart. for a test and me whispering all of the answers into your ear. Then it was just on me to go make it happen. Wow, that's wow. incredible. Yeah. And uh, I lived, but it, it was incredible because, and I say for anyone who knows me, the reason I have anything in my life is because of the amazing people in my life. Mm. And oh, the absolutely. only reason I was able to accomplish what's a feat is because I had amazing men and women and organizations behind me that also lived and breathed it. And together, we accomplished something special. I mean, I'm a very competitive guy. So when I yeah. first nominated, I'm like, I want to win. Yeah. And then I spent time with these children and their families. And then I saw it wasn't about me. It was about the mission. Mm. Okay. And then it really, really took things to another level. And then I, uh, I lived it. I breathed it. That must have been a lot, working, mm -hmm. you know, running law firms and doing that all It was, It was amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was, it was I bet. A, lot, a lot, a lot of work. But when I look back at what we accomplished and the relationships I've created and, and what I've done for LLS, because after I shattered, more than doubled the record. Okay. What uh, was the total amount you raised? So the first, I wanted to win, right? Yeah. And, then, and then I realized what the record was, and I saw he that record, record had an emotional Smash connection to an incredible realtor that I've done of working with, Beth Lowe. Okay. okay. Yeah, I know, I know Beth. Okay, and... Her mother passed away. I mean, the stories are just mind-blowing from this, mm. okay? And, uh, and then I'm like, I want to break the record. And then if I had more and more amazing people on my team, I said, I want to break every record. Mm. I want to raise the most in America. Wow. And I lived it, and I breathed it, and uh, we raised $461,000 
in 10 weeks. I had Holy no experience, crap. no connection. That's insane. So if you really think about it, for 10 weeks, I raised about 46000 a week for 10 weeks. That's insane. Wow. Only that was possible, possible was the amazing people on my team. Oh, 1,000%. You need, a, you need a team behind you. I needed and an army. I had an army of very special men and women. But I give you credit as well in that aspect because you're able to organize these teams and it takes us it takes mm. a certain person to be able to see the talent for certain areas and be able to put together a team like that that can accomplish such a goal so that you know you get credit for that aspect absolutely i had, I had amazing people i had to hire uh, an event planner yeah. uh, a campaign coordinator i had mm. no experience wow. i just had passion yeah and i had a lot of amazing people in my life who really stepped to the plate 100%. and after and after i i want we won um and broke these records then it really got LLS out to even more people, and people just wanted to beat me, which, wow. made, me, which made me even happier. That's, That's cool, because now, now you're all just raising more money at the end which of the day. Which made me it's happier great. because um, it's not about me. It's about the mission. And if I can inspire other people to raise money and break the records, I promised LLS that I would help them for the rest of my life. Wow. So every year when the Man, of the year, Man and Woman of the Year campaign kick off, I sit down with one man and one woman, and I, and I educate them on the roadmap that I had on how I accomplished this. Because the only way I was able to accomplish is because I had so many winners on my team. Yeah. I picked their brain. So now I'm going to share the path for them. And last year, I had the honor of helping a young lady when she ran, and she broke the record for one of the women. That's amazing. That's amazing. It changed, changed my life, changed my mindset of, of life and what's so, really important. So what was the record that you broke? You broke Long Island, I'm guessing? Yeah, the record was 217,000. Oh, my God, 000. so you more than doubled it. We raised 461. Wow. Ten weeks. It's incredible. Wow. It's, it was, uh, yeah. But now, now I'm so big on giving back. Listen, I grew up very poor, right? Right. And a lot of people really need help. Right, they and do. And I'm no one special. But yeah. I, have the, I have the luxury of aiming to help people, whether it be with questions, giving back, education you know when i grew up we didn't have social media we didn't have google i learned everything the hard way but it's getting thrown in a fire so now i try to help everyone i can that's in my world so you don't have to go through what i went through sure. so you're already wow. in a better position and it always wow. reciprocates too you i know, think that's why you you're know, able to be as successful as you, know, you are if you, you give could, that out there because now, now i'm going to tell you all the things that i did wrong so you won't get them wrong you're already in a better position yeah i didn't have me i didn't have anything i didn't have google i didn't have so, mm. nothing yeah, you learn. You learned. Uh, you learned by doing, and it's it's just much extra work to help people. Mm. Really, really, absolutely. Wow, that's incredible, man. It really is special, you know. And uh, I like how you said, you know, you come from nothing because you know I come from very humble beginnings, also. And a lot of times, you know, me and my friends, we would always think like, oh, these people that have money, they're evil. But really, you need to have some kind of money going for you to give back at all. Or else, you know, or else you really can't. You know, if you weren't in some kind of position as Aesop German, you wouldn't have been able to give back. You know, do you think you would have? Or do you think if you were just, you know, anybody, you know, you could have done it? Uh, well, w w once I won that award and I gained um, the traction or the followers, whatever you want to call it, just more people reached out to me. Right. For help. Right. So maybe if I didn't win that, they wouldn't know who I was. They wouldn't know who to call me. I, I live on helping people and giving back. Yeah. You know, think about it. Imagine everyone you dealt with even in your profession, knew what they were doing, how much easier it would make your life, you know? A lot. <laughs> and, and, especially especially in our, our career. And, oh, and that's God. why I do whatever I can to, te to teach most of the real estate companies, mm. okay? 
I love educating them. Imagine on every deal, everyone, people knew what they were doing. Oh, that'd be fantastic. There was no egos. There was no tempers involved. Be, Listen, it, at the end of the day, yeah. real estate should never be adversarial, right? We right. have a goal of listing and selling a home. Right. Okay? We should all be working together on the same team all the time. Yes, we have the honor of dealing with uh, people. So there are different personalities, right. different mindsets. But you work together as a team, there's really realistically nothing you can't accomplish. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I feel a lot of agents, you know, in our industry, they don't realize that, you know, we're trying to, we all want the same goal. We want to close on the sale. Like, you know, I was just dealing with something that I didn't agree with an agent and she caught an attitude with me, but like I had to remind her, like, listen, we, we both want the same thing here. We both want to close the transaction. Um, so let's figure out what works for your client and my client to make that happen. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you said that very well off camera. You said that how you dealt with that was, uh, you did a good job yeah, with that. Yeah, I said, that's really, that's really what I said to her. There's no reason to have an attitude with each other. Let's just figure it out and get it done. We both have the same goal in mind, you know, and that's, that's what it comes down to. And that's in all businesses when there's a transaction involved, you know. When you work together, things are a lot easier and everyone's a lot happier. 100%. So, so Asaf, real quick. So you said that, you know, you had no Google, right? You had no Google. You kind of learned by doing, you learned by making mistakes. What were some of the biggest mistakes that you had along the way? You know, you seem so composed to me, you know, and I'm working on he that. Always, he's always like that. So composed <laughs> and everything is, and everything is perfect. Suave, and, bro. Suave and professional <laughs> and it's all on point. Like, did you ever lose your temper? Did you ever have anything happen? Like, what was your biggest failure along the way? Um, you know, buying buildings, selling buildings, open, having seven paralegals, three locations. Like, what were the failures along my the way? My biggest failure was my lack of balance. Mm. Is there a such thing as balance? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I strive for and I live by it. So, mm. uh, nine years ago, I got divorced. Right? Okay. And I got divorced because I worked all the time. Mm. Okay. okay. And anytime you make a mistake, smart people learn from their mistakes. Right. Really smart people learn from other people's mistakes. And that's why I try to educate everyone in everything, in every situation, mm. so you don't have to go through what I go through. So I didn't have any balance. Because I grew up poor, right. and I was trying to build my practice, I just worked and worked and worked right. and worked and worked. And if you allow it to, especially in our industry, it'll take over your life. Mm -hmm. Now, what I do for a living is very important to me, but it's part of my life mm. it's not my life 100 percent. because what's really important in life family so, is definitely up there and so it's what hard I, as so it's what hard. i learned from that failure of working too much was balance so now i try to balance four things evenly and i'm not saying it's easy because nothing is easy right but if you want it i balance being a good daddy right I, uh, I balance being as healthy as I could be because I, I realized when I won man of the year that without your health, you're nothing. Mm. I balance to be the best uh, real estate lawyer I can be because that's like absolutely crushing life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, whatever Amazing. the woman that I'm with, I give her the time that she deserves because she deserves it. Mm. And uh, I balance those four things as evenly as I can mm. because they're all important. Being a good daddy is important. Being healthy is important. Trying to crush life is important to me. And whatever woman I'm with, giving her the time she deserves is part of my life. So when I balance those four things evenly, I'm crushing life. Yeah, you can't be stopped. Can't Cannot be stopped. be stopped. You know, and I found myself in that when I was trying to build my, you know, my real estate business in the beginning, I found myself only doing real estate, not hanging out with anybody, not going out, not even going to the gym. You know, I'd say I can't go to the gym today. I have to, you know, That's do this. That's something that. I've changed recently yeah. now because I would always complain like I'm too busy to go to the gym. And that's, you know, that's not, that's just an excuse at the end of the day. You can excuse. always go to bed an hour earlier, wake up an hour earlier Absolutely. and go to the gym. 
Um, so that's something I've been doing differently, which is, is it's a game changer. You feel great when you go to the gym in the morning. Like, you game, know, game changer. Game you're changer. going to the gym at five, six in the morning is nothing like it. When I walk out of that gym, I crack a dawn in the morning. I feel like I can take over the world. Contra- contrary to popular belief, when you go to the gym at five, six in the morning, you have 10 times more energy. You're not tired from working out. You have 10 times more energy going throughout that day. My endorphins are. Protruding 100%. through my skin. <laughs> it's unreal. If I, I know it. that you get up early, it. you're getting text to me to get your ass up. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it's I love a true that. Story. I, true story. I needed this push because I actually, I actually used to be 300 pounds. I was like, I got super fat in the beginning of like my real estate career, and lately I've been going to the gym like at noon because I'll like I'll bang the phones and then I'll go at noon. And it's like now I have no time for you know. Then then it becomes too much balance. You I pro- know. I promise you, I learned it in my campaign that that health is true wealth. Yeah. You could have $50 billion right. if you're ill and you're going to die. That $50 billion is the one I think. You got to balance in health. And even 100%. if it's a couple of days a week and what you eat is very, very important, even yeah. more important. And it's yeah, hard for that. us in our industry. I mean, half the time I'm freaking trying to scarf down a slice of but, pizza while I'm driving <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm on the cell phone at the same it, time. Exactly. You know? If it's important to me, I'll make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, e- and even eating, you know, I get food uh, prepared. Where do you get it from? Uh, uh, nutrition. I forgot the name. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Do they do your macros and stuff? They do everything. Really? If you really break down, well, well, a downfall of mine is one of my downfalls. I have many. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your downfalls now. <laughs> I don't know how to cook, right? Right. And I'm a very busy guy. So right. one, I don't know how to cook. Two, I'm very busy. Right. I eat very healthy. And okay. I eat, and I eat a tremendous amount of food. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I have it uh, ordered and prepared and, and brought to me. And if you really break down, because what's the most precious commodity you have in your life? Time. Okay. Right. Yeah. There are so many hours in the day. Right. So, uh, and my time is very important to me. So I, I have it ordered. And if I really break down the cost, I don't have to go grocery shopping. I don't have to cook. I don't have to clean for the price that uh, I get it for. Oh, you're, get, you're making that money back tenfold. And tenfold. I'm eating healthier. You yeah. know, so yeah. this and place, Redefined Meals, um, just opened up from around the corner from me in Patchogue. And, um, I should maybe go there. That's, that's where I, I should go my, there. That's where I to, like today, instead of we're giving, them, we're giving them free advertising right now. Yeah, so free. now I guess we're gonna have to get them on the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. Redefined. You owe me a thousand dollars. I take. I accept <laughs> Zell. I do accept Zell, and that will fluctuate based on the amount of viewers on this. Once this TikTok reel goes viral, no, <laughs> you know, no, but that's good. And no, um, meal prepping is great, though. I, you just yeah. pop that thing right in the microwave. The diet's the diet's everything. The every, diet's everything. Every, I'm, more, da- I'm down everything. thirty. I'm down thirty, and then I I kind of hit a. Not a plateau. I mean, I'm not at your level. You know what I mean? But it was just like, all right, I'm, I'm good with the way I look. I can look good in a suit again. Okay, now I can. But it's like, no, you got to keep it pushing. Talk, talking about cooking, you know, I almost actually became a chef. That's what I wanted to do. What? Yeah, dude, I got, I got accepted to Johnson & Wells to culinary school. What, out of high school? Yeah, and then I realized, uh, yeah, fuck that. I want to go to Albany and just party the whole time instead. Yeah. And uh, we see how that turned out. It worked out good, but. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. It was, a, jur- it was yeah. a journey. <laughs> Absolutely. No, this has been amazing, Asaf. And you're so passionate, man. I really, I can feel your energy is like... I love it. Yeah, yeah I can feel it. Like, it. I feel I it through it. this microphone in my ears. If you guys, if the, if the listening audience can only hear what I'm hearing in, this, uh, in these headphones, it's incredible. So um, another thing is what I want to do with this podcast is give back to maybe the guy who's like, I can never be an entrepreneur. Maybe I've made mistakes, things like that. So what would your advice be for a young entrepreneur, or a young kid who's hungry, who maybe comes from humble beginnings and really doesn't have any direction? Like, what would your, uh, you know, word of advice for that kid be? Simple. Stay consistent. Consistent. Always do the right thing. Mm. 
try to find the, uh, those amazing people in your life that'll help you get there. Especially in our real estate world, there are so many moving parts. Right. You know, the, to me, you know, the reason I have, you know, part of what I have in my life is those people. Right. You know, and it's very easy to find people. It's very hard to find good people because most people suck. Right. Okay. So when you find those good people, hold on to them, grab onto them. So be consistent, be hungry, wake up early, mm-hmm. read, eat, uh, train, and uh, never, ever, ever give up. Everything in my life that I have, I had to work double as hard as anyone in every aspect. Getting into law school, mm. finishing law school, passing the bar exam, mm. opportunities presented after, working. But here I am. I was an immigrant. You know, I came here with nothing. Yeah. Um, I wasn't handed anything. I built everything I had with sweat equity. I think the hardest thing for people is when they're going through that is that they can't see the finish line. You know, you get caught up in like, I'm, I'm, I, I think suck right now and they quit. And I think mm. once you push through those moments, mm. that's when everything fucking Listen, changes. Absolutely. No, nothing amazing is easy. Okay. Right. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. 100%. Being where I am today and I'm nowhere uh, wasn't easy. Uh, it, 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 I sacrificed a lot. Notice what he said there. He said he's nowhere right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I sacrificed. He's just getting started, baby. I, sa- I, sa- <laughs> I am. Yeah. This, this is the warm up. That I am. This is the warm up. He was in Huntington Village working out on Sunday morning before he did a podcast <laughs> on a Sunday. He is just getting oh, started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Speaking of Sunday, we got Sunday night football tonight. Too. Oof. What do you think? Who, 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 who do you got tonight? Uh, it's going to be very hard to bet against your Eagles. Yeah, you can't bet against but them. That, Purdy, so, Purdy hasn't seen a real team in a while. Rock Purdy, Purdy. Purdy is not ready for what's about to happen. San Fran looks tough. They Philly look looks really tough. tough. No, San Fran's defense. It's going to be a good game. But, but I am rooting remember, for San Francisco. They're, going, they're, they're now going up against the top offensive line in the league. No doubt about so, it. So yeah. let's see if they can close those holes. With all, ty- not, with all types of weapons on every angle. Yeah. If, yeah. They, if they can't close the gaps on the Eagles, it's going to be a bad day for them. Yeah. Asaf, were you a sports guy? Did you play sports growing up? He just said he wanted to be an agent, bro. Live and breathe sports. Really? I don't watch much TV. Yeah, he does. He does. (laughs) My my middle name is Ari. Ari Gold. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it is. Oh, Ari Gold. People. Actually? Yeah. That's amazing. That's People awesome. send me Ari Gold memes all the time saying, you're like this, but my middle really, name, he's, he's my the Ari Gold. Asaf Ari German. That's, that's amazing. That's so what, what sports did you play growing up? Baseball and football. Baseball? Okay. Yeah, left yeah. fielder and tight end. I live for sports. I played tight end too. State it. champion tight end. I love it. Yeah, me too. I'm all about it. I couldn't picture anything else or more than negotiating contract and working with athletes. Yeah. It'd be like a, a dream. Why didn't you do it? Oh, I, I was presented. He's, he still can. I was presented an Maybe opportunity will. out of school. <laughs> wow. The oh, pl- the bank attorney. The plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> I was presented uh, an opportunity out of school. I seized that opportunity. Right. Well, you know, and becoming a sports... Listen, I grew up poor. I came out of school mm-hmm. with a lot of debt, okay? Right. And I was presented an incredible opportunity. And on the sports end, uh, you know, it was very to be a top agent takes... You have to know people. Yeah, I heard and, that. And I was worried about putting in the time because... I'll put in the time to anything that I really want to do. But I was presented that opportunity in the real estate world. I took it, and, uh, I, you know, I don't look back. I don't right, regret it. Right, you don't it. regret it. I yeah, I was just curious. It. Yeah. Obviously, you're doing very well. I'm sure over it. time yeah. you're meeting some connections. Okay, I could I've represented 
plenty of athletes and yeah, um, yeah. on the yeah maybe like so someone in Brooklyn maybe Kevin know. Durant's buying a condo in Brooklyn you know you represent him on something like that can you disclose have you had any cool clients you could talk about KD I'm here buddy <laughs> <laughs> KD Kyrie so have you had any like high profile clients you can mention are you allowed uh, to mention it no I can't but can. I've, okay. I've, I've, I've represented some high profile executives household names gotcha. right and uh, t- you know it was an, it was an honor. Yeah, uh, but they're human beings just like we oh, are. Oh, of course, absolutely. You know? So you have to treat them. And they don't want their name out there anyway. That's no. why you can't even mention it. They don't want anyone to know their business. No, right? it was an honor, uh, yeah. it was a privilege, yeah. and um, I'm grateful. Awesome, yeah. awesome, amazing. All right, well, this has been awesome. Um, I learned, you know, what I'm getting from you is just the consistency, just the the love of the game. You know, pretty much is is what in, in every facet. You know, trying to get that balance, um, even though sometimes it is impossible. You know, in my life, but for everyone's life. Yeah. Everyone goes through trials and tribulations. You know, there are things that uh, go on in life that you just can't control. The only thing I can control in my life is myself. I can't control the weather. Mm. I can't control politics. But I will say you got the balancing pretty well, though, because you still I see you still go on vacations here and there. You still, you know, you still find time to have fun. I've had some fun nights with you. You know, you still, have time. You still find time to have fun. That smile says it all. Anyway. Listen. Balance is key. It truly is. And, and consistency is key. And I and I. I, I I'm very tough on my children because I want them to crush life. And right. I teach my children to be consistent. I tell my son, Gavin, uh, who's a starting lineman for his varsity football team nice. and a top student in the school district, to always keep his foot down on the pedal. Because he's very, I was just a hard worker. Yeah. My son's a very hard worker and he's very brilliant. Mm. So, but I tell him, just because you're brilliant doesn't mean you can just take it easy. Because mm. when you get your foot off the pedal, somebody like me is just going to keep my foot down on the pedal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fly right by you. Mm-hmm. And that's what life's about, mm-hmm. you know? And that's why uh, you cool. have to be consistent uh, and relentless. Yeah. Love Who it. taught you how to be like this, just to be this killer, you know? Not killer, I literally. Think you're born obviously. with it in a way. Yeah. Like, I, I think it was a combination of, you know, my parents. Canarsie, Brooklyn, and North Babylon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're a nature, a product of your environment. 100%. Yeah, but you you're know. born with it a little bit, too. You know, I mean, you just, you have to be. You have to have some, something, yeah. spark, some kind of spark inside of you, you know, to, yeah. to be It's almost way. like a... There's al- some days that I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You know, I'm up at five in the morning and I'm done at midnight, you know? Don't so. get me wrong. There are days I feel yeah. like that as well. I but mean, that's yeah. the days that really make you, right. you know? Yeah, it's almost like an unquenchable thirst for success, and even unquenchable. You, and I'm starving. Like, and I'm starving, baby. And I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> you heard yeah. it here. James is thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I have such a good rebuttal to that, but I won't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, wow, this is uh, this is awesome, man. I uh, you know, you're an incredible person. You know, I'm really happy that we put the whole podcast together here. A um, lot of golden gems. So uh, where can the people find you? Looking for ASAP German. We'll get, we're going to have to do a deal together now. Please don't twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got, I see you're doing these East End deals. You got to introduce me to some of these builders you got out East, man. I, I would love to. I'm building a brand out there right now. I'm here to do my part and help you uh, take life and your business to the next level. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just uh, right now I'm in the process of scaling up. Not, I wouldn't call it necessarily scaling the word, but just taking on high price point listings. You know, in the beginning, I wanted that million dollar listing. And don't think they're easy because they're not easy. Yeah. You know, that big deal I just posted, uh, you know, a couple days 20 ago. 20 mil asking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, they, were, they were dear friends of mine who are incredible builders. That took over two years. Really? Two oh, years yeah. to close. Really? Okay. Okay. So, you know, people look at the outside. Oh, this guy's 
good looking. I don't mean me. I mean people. Successful. Uh, you hyping yourself no, up no. over here. You don't know what the it, humble what it, thing. I take back. No. You don't. You, know, you don't know what it takes. And, and I don't right. mean me. No, you don't. Know. You know, know what. You don't know what it really takes to get there. People think it's easy. And that's why people look at Instagram. Like they look at these people, mm-hmm. and half of it is fake. Mm-hmm. Okay, if not more. 100%. And do you know what it takes to get there? Do you know what I had to sacrifice when I came out of school? My friends were making money. I was still in school. Mm. Incurring debt, making no money, being mm-hmm. broke. Yeah, my friends all have jobs, making money. I was driving around a poopty. Yeah, running around doing closings for two hundred dollars. Yeah, and, but it made me. It. it made me who I am. I'll never mm. forget. You know, give me a yes on that. You know, yes. yes! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. You know, it's funny. Brooklyn story. I used to live in Brooklyn too. I'm not from there. I was a transplant, and um. You know, I was actually, I was going to school. I was going to Baruch. I wanted to be a stockbroker. That was my plan. And I had no money, man. I was down bad, you know. And uh, I was bartending at night. And then I'd go back to Baruch at 9 a.m. And I'd go close the, I'd go to, I'd go to Baruch at 9, get done. I'm taking like calculus, Baruch Zicklin School of Business. It's a good school. And then I would go to the bar at 6. And then I'd close it at 4, take an Uber back to Brooklyn and come back. And I had like no money. And I was like, man, like when does this end? You know, you're about to give up. No, you're about to give up. Never give up. And I and I didn't give up. And Never. I'm so grateful I didn't give up. I mean, I know I've known James since since college when we were completely off the rails. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. no, he's come all he's come a long way. You know. Oh, like, absolutely. You were you were grinding bartending in the city. Oh yeah, I was. But here's but I'll get to the point of the story is uh, so um, I'm working my ass off night and day just getting nowhere. You know, and I was also my lifestyle was out of whack at that point, too. And um, and I was riding my bike around. Cause you don't have a car in Brooklyn. And my and my bike broke down. It was over by uh, Marine Park over by a bicycle breakdown. I used to play football bicycle for the Hurricanes in Marine Park. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nice. So it was over by Marine Park. My bike breaks down over by the mall over there. Kings Plaza. Yes. And uh, yeah. So there you go. So he knows it. Brooklyn boys in the building. Yeah. And then uh, she started this with some biggie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that would have been good. But anyway, I remember that moment being like one of the lowest moments. I'm like, holy shit, my fucking bicycle is breaking down right now. I'm a bum. I was like 24 years old. I'm 29 now. So I was like 24. I was like, this is right before I started real estate, like right before it. And I was like, wow, like I really am a loser, you know? Two, two three years later, I closed uh, like a $900,000 deal in Brooklyn, like right around the corner. And I was like, damn, that's such a testament to not giving up. I'm getting the chills right now. Let's go. Yeah. It was Love like it. literally like right around the corner from when my bike broke down, where I was like about to throw that's it and crazy, like right? lose my shit and like that's just crazy. give up, you know? And you didn't. And that's why you're here. Boom. Exactly. Dude, 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 the reflection, like especially like even just this year, I did so much reflection towards the end of the year. And I'm oh. like, you know, it's stressful. I've opened this business in July. You know, yeah. my overhead like went 10 times up. Right. So it's like. How are you yo, handling that, by the way? You know, it's good. The it's pressure? Going, it's going good. That I helps mean, you at the gym a little bit. Listen, yeah. And it's, it's honestly disciplined me even more just because I have so much more responsibility now. Right. I can't just, you know, close what I close and be okay. Like, I actually, I got fucking bills to pay. Right. You know, deals got to be closing. Right. Um, so that's the thing, you know. So it's it's definitely disciplined me a lot where it's like you have those moments where you want to just kick back and, and bullshit and you, like, you don't now. I can't. You know, like, back then, like, I could have went on my boat on a Wednesday afternoon, this fucking Wednesday. I got to work, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, it definitely it definitely disciplined me. And I'll take the boat because I'm thirsty and I need women, so I'll <laughs> borrow the boat. <laughs> I knew that thirsty thing wasn't getting dropped anytime. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to hold that over your head for the rest of your goddamn life. No. <laughs> no, we're going to have to bleep that. I don't like the goddamn. I'm a big God guy. But um, anyway, so, um, Asaf, 
You've been amazing. The conversation really gets flowing like 30 minutes in. I love it. It really gets flowing. I know. I feel your energy. So, so where do you cover? Um, that's what I wanted to do before we hop off. You cover up into Westchester, correct? Yeah, from, uh, oh, wow. from uh, Westchester uh, to Montauk. Okay, Westchester, Westchester to Montauk. To Montauk so you're, you're, you're looking for a real estate attorney, Westchester to Montauk. You know who to call. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Asaf German, the man, the myth, the legend. All right, Asaf, where do they find you? Social media, phone number, things like that. They're looking for a real estate attorney. Uh, where do they go? On Instagram, uh, Asaf underscore German. On my uh, Facebook, uh, my office phone number uh, is 631-390-7741. And uh, agerman at germanpc.com. Awesome. Awesome. We got it up on the screen there for you in case you forgot it. There we go. Just check it out right on the screen. All right, guys, it's been amazing. Asaf, thank you so much for coming up. I'm honored you gave us your time. Truly an honor to be here, and, and I mean it sincerely. Thank uh, you. Anything I could do for any of you, you know, do my part in giving back to you and help take your business and your life, because your business is part of your life. It's not your life. Right. Anything I, like I do to help you in any way of your life, um, I, I live for it. Boom. Boom. There it is. College Dropout Podcast. James Hogan, Mike Foley, Asaf German is out. They say I'm no good because I'm so hood. Rich folks do not want me around. Because it might pop off and when it pop off, somebody going to get laid the f out. They call me new money, say I have